Hello, everybody. Just me. Nick and I recorded an episode earlier, but the file got corrupted. So, it's just me. Gotta redo this whole episode. Can't go a Monday without a baseball episode. Be a damn shame in the middle of deadline season. So, gonna recap some buyers and sellers. At least my opinions. Who's gonna be buyers and sellers? Couple players on the block. What to expect with the great Shohei Otani. And just a little little empty in the bench. Some last ups. So without further ado, let's get into it. Going to see Barbie and Oppenheimer. The Barbenheimer double feature on Thursday. Probably going to talk more about that on Wednesday's episode because I'm just that excited. Got me jittery. Haven't been this excited for movies since... Uh, probably since The Rise of Skywalker. I really hope it doesn't end up that way. Enough movie talk, though. I think that's about everything going on in my life. Swinging over to buyers and sellers. Buyers and sellers is always interesting. It's tough to tell because some teams are so delusional, so damn delusional. Can't look themselves in the mirror and realize, God, we suck. We got to throw this season away. One of those teams is going to be the Mets this year. I just made a video on the Mets, why they have to be sellers. Why I think trying to buy at this deadline will do them no good. Because it won't. I'll recap that video right here. I'll talk about it. Uh, they're below the Cubs. I think the Cubs are also sellers. I have them on this list. I'll talk about them later. But you got guys like Scherzer. You have plenty of outfield depth with Mark Canna, Tommy Pham, Starling Marte, Brandon Nimmo. I think Nimmo's safe. But I could see Canna, Pham, or Marte being dealt. You know, getting rid of one of those guys. Get them off the books. Everybody but Fam has at least an option for 2024, including Scherzer. I think you could get both of those guys off the books, bring in some young, close-to-major-league-ready prospects, because this Mets team stinks at developing talent. They cannot develop talent to save their life. Sure, they got Brett Beatty and Francisco Alvarez, both of them looking good so far. Beatty with a nice grab in the ninth against the Dodgers last night. This is recorded on Sunday, so that was on Saturday. Nice snag, third base, little infield fly action. Took it right off the schnoz. Yeah, but the Mets struggle at developing talent. I think um, they're dead last in the last decade. Percentage of team-drafted players reaching the majors. If you can't do it on your own, bring it in from other teams. Saw the haul that Scherzer got when he was traded from the Nats to the Dodgers. Obviously, it's not going to be the same amount because he's not the same Max Scherzer. But his pedigree alone will garner you multiple top 15 prospects from a system. I think it's safe to say that for the case. Um... And then with Fam, uh, Canna, Marte, one of those guys, you can probably get major league ready arms. Something in that in that realm. I think it's better. It leaves them with more money to mess with in the offseason coming up. Stevie can empty the pockets once again. You'll have Edwin Diaz healthy. Um, I think it's just a little little internal reset might help them going into 2024. Look yourself in the mirror. Say we might be the problem. Might be us. It's tough to do, but I think they're gonna have to. Uh, next team, let's just go right into the Chicago Cubs. Uh, the Cubs are mediocre. I think that's a very, very safe way to determine, to not determine, but to to define this Cubs team. Justin Steele, Marcus Stroman, Kyle Hendricks. You got three good starters. I think Steele is safe. Stroman, another guy with the player option for twenty four. Bellinger has a player option for 24. He took a little bit of a pay cut to prove himself this year. I think he would decline that option to go get more money in free agency. I think Stroman might do the same. He's having a great season. 
So I could see one of those three between between the Professor Hendricks, uh, Stroh, and Belly getting dealt. Chicago Cubs' window for success doesn't open until about 2025 or 2026 when Cade Horton and Peter and Pete Crow Armstrong, PCA, uh, really hit their strides. Hopefully by then, because PCA should be up midway through next year. Horton, hopefully this year. Um, once those guys get a little bit of major league uh, experience under their belt, you'll still have Nico Horner, still have Ian Happ. Maybe you extend Bellinger. Trade away Stroman to get those prospects. You can build a, a decent young core around these guys. And uh, I think that's when their window for winning really opens back up. But it's not going to be for another few years, so you might as well buff up that farm system and trade your assets while you got them. I think, it's, I think that's the best bet for the Cubs. The one thing holding them back is they're only nine games behind Milwaukee for the division lead. Nine games out of the wild card. Or eight games out of the wild card. Um, because the centrals are bad. They stink. Both central divisions stink. Um, yeah, there's really not much to say about them. They both kind of stink. Not really much I want to talk about when it comes to those divisions, so I'm going to jump right past the Cubs and go to another team in that division, the Cardinals, just so I can get it out of the way. They're interesting, though. They're very, very interesting because they have Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Tyler O'Neill, Jordan Hicks. Jordan Montgomery, they've got names. They have, again, I'm going to say the name because I'm going to say the word I mean because this is huge during trade deadline season. They've got pedigree. I think between Arenado and Goldschmidt, Arenado is more likely to be dealt. I don't know if either of them will be this offseason. But dealing Arenado, once it comes full cycle, isn't the worst thing for the Cardinals. They traded away, I think it was like Austin Gomber. One of the worst starters in the MLB this season. Um, I'm gonna I gotta fact check that, but yeah, the, I mean you gave up Gomber. Okay, here we go. Here we go. The Rockies received five players in return: left-hander Austin Gomber, infielders Elhirius Montero, Mateo Gee, and right-handers Tony Losi and Jake Somers. The Cardinals got goddamn Nolan Arenado. And I think the, the the Rockies still like pay his contract. So you didn't give up anything. You brought in Arenado. You tried it out. It didn't work. You have a good young core. Keep building, you know. I think that's your best bet right now. Again, I think with a lot of these teams, you're seeing a common trend, at least how my mind works. Prep for the future. If you're not going to win this year, prep for the future. Why continue this train of mediocrity? It just seems redundant. And honestly, as a fan, it's lame. Yeah, sure, it's cool to see your team in the wild card, but one for one, this this Cardinals team isn't going to touch the wild card. Their bullpen stinks. Their their starters stink. Outside of JMO, they stink. Wainwright's been Wainwright's been sad to watch. He's old. Watching a man grow old in front of your eyes is not easy. You got it done last year, but Finally, you watch Wayno Wayne is, is old, and it's tough to watch. But, like, that's why I say Hicksy could be gone, too, out of the pen. It's a hard thrower. Every team wants a hard thrower. One of the teams I got in the buyers love hard throwers. That's all they want is hard throwers out of the pen. So, the Cardinals, I think their best bet, I'll go back to the Arenado point. I kind of ran off track a little bit there. 
trading Nolan Arenado, you're going to get back more than Austin Gomber, Elhurius Montero, Mateo Gee, Tony Losey, and Jake Somers. I can guarantee you you're going to get more than that back in return. So why not do it, right? Why not do that? Full circle, you're going to you win that trade regardless. You cannot lose giving up Nolan Arenado. The only way you can lose giving up Nolan Arenado is letting him walk. I don't, I don't know when he's a free agent. I don't believe it's for a little bit. But the only way to lose having Nolan Arenado on your team... Like it was cool. It was it was a fun experiment. Him and Goldie, MVP race last year. That was fun. But Nolan Arenado is a free agent in twenty twenty eight. Dog, trade him away. Get him off the books. I don't know. I think I I think I would like that. A team would probably want a secure third baseman for years to come. They're willing to give you good good prospects for that. That's why I could see Nolan Arenado getting traded from the Cardinals. Now I'm going to go to an AL Central team, the Detroit Tigers. This is a team in no man's land. They're young guys, Spencer Torkelson, Riley Green, Casey Mize. They're all coming up. They're all in the bigs. But they don't have a team built around them to win. This is not a team that's built to win. They're not a rebuilding team either. They're stuck in no man's land. I think they need to go either. It's tough. It's really tough. Because it's tough to say, let's go rebuild mode, and then what do you do with the guys you've just taken with the last, your last three like top five picks? Are you telling them, hey, you're going to have to wait? Because if they're waiting around in Detroit, as soon as their arbitration clock's up, they're gone. They don't want to stick around there. It's bad memories. So it's really tough. I mean, they don't have a chance to win this year. So I think you can lightly sell, give up Eddie, Eduardo Rodriguez, um, maybe Alex Lange in the bullpen, him or him or uh, Foley. A little light reset, right? Light rebuild, similar to the Mets. Obviously, you don't have the roster construction of the Mets, but a similar type rebuild to the Mets. Toss a couple pieces out, get a little bit younger, but not too much younger. Um, I think the White Sox are going to do a similar thing. Giolito's probably gone. I think they keep Cease and Lance Lynn, unless they really get just a knock your socks off trade. Uh, I don't see them giving up much else. Probably T.A., Tim Anderson. I think Eloy stays. Lou Bob stays. Um, yeah, I just don't see that both of, either of those teams. I see them selling, but I don't see them going going hard in the paint, you know? So with that, moving on to my buyers, team that always loves to buy, the Toronto Blue Jays, the buddies up north. Uh, the Blue Jays love to buy. They just do what they do they're going to do it again this year who are they going to buy I don't know this is a team hitting their stride right now they don't have too many holes I mean they're 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 four games back of Baltimore but they are the number two wild card spot in the American League it looks like they might lock up the American League wild card spot this year the way they're playing eight and two in their last 10 44 run differential this team wins at home they're decent on the road Struggle against teams above 500. It's a good ball club, though. I think they buy, probably buy a bullpen arm. See them maybe going after Bednar. Out in Pittsburgh, David Bednar. Um, Hicksy could be another guy that they go for, Jordan Hicks. I don't see them splurging too much, but I do see them going after pieces because it's Toronto. It's fun when they're in the postseason. 
they remember those Joey Bats days. Their fans remember those days. They want to go back to those days. Uh, so Toronto, I think, will continue to buy at the deadline and follow their tradition. Next up, I have the Arizona Diamondbacks, one of the more shocking teams this season. They've been a big surprise. Two and eight in their last ten, they're struggling. They're sliding, slipping down. They've fallen behind the Dodgers. They're now the last wild card spot in the National League. They're only a half game ahead of the surging Phillies, seven and three in their last ten. Only two games ahead of Cincinnati. I mean, they got to make a move if they want to make the playoffs. I think you could see them go after Giolito. You could see them go after, I forgot to mention with the Tigers, Michael Lorenzen. Have him take the three spot in that rotation because Zach Davies is not getting it done if you're a postseason team. Zach Davies, bad human and bad pitcher. I don't want to talk about him much more. I think he gets demoted to the pen. He gets demoted to the moon. Ship him to the moon. Get rid of Zach Davies. We don't need people like him on this planet. Um, the, the, the Diamondbacks, though, it's a good ball club. Corbin Carroll's doing good. Zach Gallen's doing good. Merrill Kelly's doing good. I think adding another starter, a third starter. I mean, Michael Lorenzen was an all-star. Uh, loan selection from the Tigers. Be nice to have as your number three. Who doesn't want your number three starter to be an all-star, you know? But also bring in Giolito. I don't know if they want to give up as much as they might have to to get Giolito. But it is an option. I don't see them getting Scherzer. That would be that would be a nice full circle moment for his career. He started in Arizona. He can go out and, you know, towards the end of his career, start making a, a playoff push with the team that's that he started with. That would be cool. That would be cool full circle. But I don't know if they're willing to give up the young assets that their team is built around in order to do that. Because they do still have guys coming up through the system that are going to help in the following years. And this is a young team. They don't have a clock right now. They, they don't have a, a closing window on them like some of the other teams contending right now. This is a team that can make the playoffs this year, gain experience, and then build off that for the next four years to come. I think they can stay successful for the next four years to come. So you bring in a guy that helps you get to the postseason so you can build experience with your young players, your, your Jake McCarthy's, your Corbin Carroll's, your Zach Gallen's, your, your Alec Thomas's, you build that, that experience, that postseason experience, that, that hunger for the postseason within those guys. You instill it within those guys by getting a big piece at the deadline or just a, a, an, an impactful piece at the deadline. I think that's the best move for Arizona. I think they will be a buyer. I think being a buyer will help them not just this year, but in the long term as a whole. Next up. Back to the National League Central. I'm getting sick and tired of talking about them. Probably talk about them two more times, though, because they're just, it's such a bad division that anyone can win. Anyone can win. So we'll talk about the Milwaukee Brewers. Brew crew right now are two games ahead of the surging um, Cincinnati Reds. I think they want to they win this division again. Why wouldn't you, right? Yelly's playing good this year. Corbin Burns is looking better. 13 Ks in his last start. They're starting to hit a stride. Seven and three in their last ten. We're seeing a trend with a lot of these buying teams. I don't see why. They don't go out and get the piece they're missing. It's tough to say what the piece is, though. 
This is a pretty well-rounded team. A team who's 26 and 21 at home, 26 and 21 on the road. They're 23 and 23 against teams above 500. They're a pretty well-rounded team. They have a negative run differential. Maybe you get a couple bats. You get a couple bats that boost you, push you over the edge offensively because you do struggle a little bit there. I could see them going out and getting McCutcheon again, bringing him back, getting him from Pittsburgh, a nice platoon bat for the outfield, a platoon DH bat. Um, I could see them going out and doing that. That would be a good help for their offense. But it's tough to say. It's tough to say with a team like that who is so balanced, but so averagely balanced, you know. It's a struggling offense. I think they will. They will have to go out and get a bat, though, if that's that's what's going to push them over the edge and really help them win this division. All right, my fourth buyer isn't one team. It's I got three. I said the Reds, Dodgers, and Phillies. I couldn't pick between those teams. The Phillies, let's start with the Phillies. Dave Dombrowski, right? Dave Dombrowski, you know anywhere Dave Dombrowski goes, he's going to buy. He loves buying. He has an addiction to buying at the deadline. And the Phillies are coming off of a, a World Series trip. Who doesn't want to go back? Who wouldn't want to go back to the World Series? You've, we've seen it with the Kansas City Royals, a team who gets a taste of the World Series as a wild card team, comes back the next season, wins it all. Why don't the Phillies want to do that, right? That's when Jordan Hicks comes in. I think they want another flamethrowing reliever. Why wouldn't they? They always do it, Sir Anthony Dominguez. Uh, Jose Alvarado. But the thing that holds me back with Hicks is they need a lefty. We saw what happened with them in the postseason last year. Alvarado was their guy. That was their left-handed arm out of the pen, right? Used him one too many times against Jordan Alvarez, a guy who you don't want to make mistakes against. And they did. They went lefty-lefty. Went with the numbers. Jordan said, I don't care about your numbers. And they made a number of his own. About 444, that was the number. That's how many feet that ball went. Moonshot. Astros World Series champs. I think the Phillies are still hungry. Probably mentioned it. 7-3 and three in their last 10. Much like other teams. They're, they're, they're doing good. They're hitting their stride. They hit their stride going into the All-Star break. I think this is a team who knows how to win. It's a very similar roster. Bryce Harper's starting to get back into his own. He's getting healthy, I think. The talks are, are they going to grab a first baseman? I think they're going to try the Bryce thing out at first. I saw this awesome stuff about that. I wouldn't be surprised if Bryce starts getting those first base uh, starts with the absence of Reese Hoskins. Schwarber full-time DH um, because he's he's horrendous in the outfield. He is so bad in the outfield. This is a good hitting team. A good pitching team, too. I think you can just bolster the bullpen. You can never go wrong with adding bullpen depth. And that's what the Phillies should do. Going to talk about the Reds. Reds are interesting. It's another team you don't want to give up those young assets like Arizona. But you bring back Lorenzen, homecoming. Um, You bring in Giolito. Like I'm saying, I think I'm just throwing out right-handed starters because that's what a lot of teams need right now. And I could see the Reds doing that. It's very similar with the Dodgers. I could see them bringing in Lorenzen, bringing in Giolito. Giolito more so for the Dodgers. Uh, Lorenzen more so for the Reds. But both of those teams, the Dodgers are 53 and 20 and, and, and 38. This isn't a very Dodgers season. You know, they're only three games better than them, than them Boston Red Sox and them boys in Boston. Something in that dirty water in Boston lately. You want to talk about a surging team, eight and two in their last 10. 
find me a better ball club. You can't. Back to what we were saying. This isn't the same Dodgers. We got Mookie Betts playing middle infield like it's Pawtucket. Like it's a little bit of Paw Sox action. Mookie actually had to move to the outfield because Dustin Bedroya was clogging his spot at 2B. But yeah, you know, this is a team who's trying stuff out. I think you bring in Giolito. We've seen what they did. We saw what they did with Heaney last year, the Heen dog. He came to the Dodgers and was excellent. I think you bring in Giolito. Might be able to get him back to his old stuff. It's not out of question. Uh, it's about all I got for buyers and sellers. To recap, I think my big-time sellers are the Tigers, the White Sox, the Cardinals, Cubs, and Mets. Those five. And then for buyers, we got the Toronto Blue Jays, the Arizona Diamondbacks, the Milwaukee Brewers, the Cincinnati Reds, the Los Angeles Dodgers, and the Fightin' Phils in Philly. Philly coming off of a, one of the best, worst sports years ever. They lost, I think it was like the MLS Cup, avid soccer watcher. Um, obviously, they lost the Super Bowl last second. They lost the World Series. They blew a 3-2 lead to my Boston Celtics. So That's probably worse than losing the NBA Finals, honestly. If you're a Sixers fan, the last team you want to lose to is the Boston Celtics when you're up 3-2 and up about 15 with eight minutes to go in game six. Then you get 50 burgered by Tatum in Boston. We don't need to talk about that, though. Yeah, my buyers and sellers, that's all I've got for them. One guy that I don't think is going to get moved, uh, Shane Bieber. He's a hot commodity. A lot of people talking about him. I don't think he gets moved, though. You know, um, arm injury, put him on the IL. He'll be back before the deadline, though. I see I see this team, this Cleveland team, the guards, waiting them out a little bit. They're going to wait out their options. I think they're going to get better options in December. Come winter time, they're going to get better options because teams are probably a little weary right now. Like, uh, is he okay? Is he? I know he just got good news, good news from the doc today. But teams might be a little weary. Might look at it and go, is he going to be ready? Will he be ready to pitch full slate in October? I don't know. So I think teams might be a little weary. They're not going to give up as much as the Guardians want. So they wait him out. They wait out till Bieber's fully healthy in the winter. And some teams like, hey, remember Shane Bieber? I want that guy. The Guardians say, have him. We want your farm system. We're going to head down on the farm, farm to table, farm to bigs, minors to majors. Shout out Tyler Soderstrom and Zach Geloff of the Oakland Athletics for making their major league debuts this last week. Johan Rojas of the Philadelphia Phillies, Robert Garcia of the Miami Marlins, Trey Cabbage munching those greens, the Los Angeles Angels, and Alec Jacob of the Padres. Congratulations to all of you guys for making your major league debut over the past week going to start doing that weekly i think it's time it's good to know that a young name's coming up into the bigs i want to talk about shohei otani i didn't mention him in any of the deadline talk because it's so difficult to talk about him right now he's the best player that's ever touched planet earth i think that's not even debatable i don't think there's i think if you you say he's not, you have worms in your brain, you have bugs in your skin. 
I think you don't think correctly if you don't believe that Shohei Otani is the best baseball player to ever play the game. He's not the greatest, obviously. Bring back pedigree. He doesn't have the pedigree to be the greatest because he plays for a bad franchise. But Shohei Otani is the best player ever. I think that is that is cut and dry. He could retire right now, and he would be put in the Hall of Fame. Put in the Hall of Fame, without a doubt. Um, it's tough to say, though, where he's going to go, right? Is he going to be traded at this deadline? I don't think so. I really don't think so, because it is so difficult to see, to formulate a package for him. I've, I've been trying to do it leading up to this episode. I was really trying to formulate a package for Shohei Otani, but it got, it was just difficult, you know? It's so hard because he is one of the best pitchers. He's one of the best hitters in professional baseball. So how do you form a package around that? I got three teams. Buster only was nonstop talking about the Yankees when it came to Otani, so I had to throw them on here. The other two are the main ones I'm talking about. That's the Baltimore Orioles and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Some of you are saying, the Orioles, what? No. Otani in Baltimore? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Right? I don't see why not. I think Shohei Otani could go to Baltimore. Sure, you're giving up like Grayson Rodriguez, probably Jackson Holiday, um, Heston Kirsted. You're giving up some good, good guys. Colton Kowser, D.L. Hall, players like that you're giving up. you got to give up at least J-Rod, J-Rod, uh, G-Rod, and Heston Kirsted. G-Rod and, and Jackson Holiday, or Jackson Holiday and D.L. Hall. Something along the lines of that. And that is so much to give up. That is your future, right? You have you have Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson. I don't think you give up either of those guys. You can't. You can't. For a 40-game rental, this O's team is legit. This O's team is legit. You can't. It's tough. It's another thing. I'm going to talk about a window. Do you go all in? Is this really your year? With the way the Braves have been playing, is this really any other team's year? It might be, right? The O's are the third best team in baseball this year. They played in any other division other than either of the Easts. They'd be they'd be a, a, a set-in-stone playoff, uh, playoff team. They'd be a division winner. This is the third best team in baseball. And they have the best farm system in baseball. So it's not crazy to say that they they give up some of those guys. They're willing to sacrifice a hefty chunk of that farm system to get 40 games of Shohei Otani. I think it's highly unlikely he re-signs, though. That's the risk. You're Baltimore. You know he's not going to re-sign. He wants to play on the West Coast. Otani has said he wants to play on the West Coast. So it's tough. It's real tough as, as a Baltimore Orioles management, as a Baltimore Orioles fan, to say, Am I willing to give up the future for 40 games of Otani and potentially a World Series? Because you'd be giving up the future. That's a, that's a fact. You'd be getting Otani. That's also a fact. The World Series championship is not a fact. That's a hope. That's a hope and a dream. A dollar and a dream. About th- yeah, and if you choose to resign him, it's $500 million in a dream. So it's really tough because... Are you mortgaging your future on on 40 games in a world in a potential World Series? Or do you say, we'll let some other team make a mistake? 
Not that Shohei Otani's a mistake, because he is the best player. It's it's so tough to talk about. This is what I mean. I've been it's been racking my brain. My brain has been ramen noodles trying to think about this. So I'll just I'd love to see him in Baltimore. I think that would be really fun. That would be really cool. But I just don't think he's gonna resign there and then it's like uh, the Orioles have been rebuilding for so long. They've been building this this juggernaut farm system, this juggernaut young core. And they blew it up for 40 games? 40 games in an ALCS appearance? Or 40 games in a World Series loss? Ugh. That would just be disappointing. And then Otani heads off to LA to play for the Dodgers, or he heads off to Seattle to play for the Mariners. Might talk about them. Yeah, I mean, the Baltimore saga would be cool. Looking at his baseball reference page and seeing, ah. Yeah, remember when he got, we played those 45 games in Baltimore? Oh, that was something else. Um, I'm going to talk about the Yankees. I have to talk about the Yankees. I haven't mentioned them once this episode. They're not a buyer or a seller at the deadline. They're another no-man's-land team, similar to my Boston Red Sox. But the New York Yankees, as a franchise, as a fan base, seem to think if someone's on the market, they can get them. Why not, right? We're the Yankees, dude. Well, we're the Yankees. Right? Like, who doesn't want to come play for us? Um, Yankees fans are delusional. They're about as delusional as they come. Um, I mean, they could probably give up Miguel Andujar, Clint Frazier, and Estevan Florial. I got Shohei Otani. Oh, wait. No, that was, that, was, that was four years ago, five years ago they could have done that. And um, at least they would have said they could have done that. Like, is, that is this too much of a package from the Yankees? Um, those guys probably add up to a career 3.8 war. Just a little post-edit note. They added up to a career 0.9 war. Clint Frazier with zero, Miguel Andujar with one, and Estevan Florial with negative 0.1. Demons. I think Andujar did lead the league in doubles one year, though. That was that was kind of crazy. But the Yankees would have to give up Volpe, Oswaldo Peraza, probably Luis Guy. Um... And that's just the that's just the starting price for their package. You know, you'd be giving up your entire future. You have Volpe, who struggles, but he's like twenty one, getting one hundred and sixty two major league starts. You have Buzzwaldo Peraza, who is like a beloved prospect in your system. Probably will be great. He's been up in the majors a little bit. Luis Guy has been a highly touted arm in your prospect. Or in your system, it's tough to part ways with those guys. And then you think, because you're the Yankees, it's like who wouldn't want to resign with us? We're the Yankees. It's pinstripes. It's the Bronx, baby. Oosh. Um, if you want to play on the West Coast, I have bad news for you guys. New York is about as damn far as you can get from the West Coast. So he might not want to resign there. And then it's Cashman just. Dumped prospects for 40 games and a wild card appearance? Because are they, just by getting Otani, are they surging past the Orioles and the Rays? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's really tough to tell. I mean, you will have, you'll have Cole, Rodon, Otani, if Nestor comes back. Just That's a scary rotation, but... Like, I mean... A, a ALCS appearance? Do we know the Yankees aren't going to the World Series this year? Hell no. Yankees, it's the Yankees, dude. It's it's funny the way the, the table has, has turned on the Yankees. It used to be 
the evil empire, right? Everyone used to be so scared of the Yankees. This team is a stepping stone on your way to the World Series. They're a lily pad to get across the pond to go play in October, to go play in the Fall Classic. It's how the mighty have fallen. All right, next up, we got the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, This might be more likely than people seem to think. You've got Bobby Miller throwing major league innings. Emmett Sheehan has come up and pitched a little bit in the majors. Michael Bush in your system. Gavin Stone. You got some guys. You have some guys. And obviously, you still have some of the younger prospects, like when they traded away Jordan Alvarez for Josh Knapp, I think it was. Let me find that. I got to find that somewhere. They traded... I think it was Jordan for like Josh Knapp. It was it was ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, this is a Dodgers team who we've seen go out and make massive moves. They brought in Trey Turner, Max Scherzer, and that worked swimmingly. They won the World Series. Damn, no, they didn't. I got to get my facts straight. I guess they didn't win the World Series that year. Um, Josh Fields, that's who it was. But yeah, we've seen the Dodgers make moves like this. They're not afraid. They want to win. And they will win. They will win if they get Otani. I think that's that's set in stone. But yeah, I think you can you can center a deal around one of those many pitching prospects you have. Toss in some other infield prospects, probably an outfield prospect as well. Build it around that. Um, you could see Otani not switching cities. There's another West Coast team he could go to, and that's the Mariners. I don't know what kind of package they would make. Brian Wu, right? Um, they could they could center a package. I don't know Harry Ford, Brian Wu. Uh, around those two guys, I don't know if they if they want to do that. We know Harry Ford. Harry Ford is is a legit catching prospect. Brian Wu has been legit in the majors this year. If you center a package around them, you have a chance at bringing in Otani, along with giving away probably other major league talent. You got crazy good bullpen arms in Seattle, um, and then you probably have to give up some international. <clears throat> sorry, not international. Um, freshly drafted guys, guys who've been picked within the last two years. It's it it'll be tough. It's tough for any team to bring in Shohei Otani, but he's uh, the Mariners are a sneaky candidate to sign him in the offseason. He has said he loves Seattle. He loved it for the All-Star game. He mentioned that big time. They're, they've had Japanese players. They had Hisashi Iwakuma, obviously Ichiro Suzuki. It's a sneaky good candidate to bring him in in the offseason. I don't know. It's just a couple ideas tossed out there. That's about all I got for the episode. Buyers, sellers, Otani, prospects, down on the farm, back to the majors been all around the league thank you guys for tuning in catch us on wednesday talking some hoops hump day hoops be a good day we'll see what news happens between then you guys have a wonderful monday thank you